And let's pray together. Jesus Christ, you are indeed the Lord of all. You are the cornerstone. You alone are the Savior. As we come before you to remember you, I pray that you would enable us to think well, to think biblically, to think about you in the way that you describe yourself in your word. Lord, help us. Help us to ascertain how great you are, how precious you are, how precious the work is that you performed at the cross in the place of everybody who would believe. And I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Well, today in our time around the Lord's table, we're going to be taking a look at Jesus' disposition towards believers in the church. So if you have your Bibles, will you turn with me to Revelation chapter 1, Revelation 1. The letter of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ, and it's a letter that's written to seven churches initially, and it is God's design and it's God's plan for how the end of this age is going to unfold and how the next age will come to pass. And there's some very sobering truths in this passage, in this letter. And so God does what only God would do to encourage and comfort us. He lets us know who the letter is from. And what we're going to be looking at today is verses 4 through 6. And we're going to be looking at things that are true about Jesus. In particular, we're going to look at his disposition towards the church. So read along with me as I read verses 4 through 6. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia... Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood, and he has made us to be a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. We see here that Jesus is mentioned right along with the other two mentioned members of the triune Godhead. There's a mention of the Father, there's a mention of the Spirit, and then there's Jesus right along with them. So that helps us understand right there who Jesus is. Verse 5 helps us understand three attributes of Jesus that are very, very important for us to get as we remember him this morning. We see in verse 5 that he is the faithful witness. He was faithful to the task that God gave him to come to this earth incarnate in human form and to testify that salvation is for all of those who would repent and believe in him as their Savior and Lord. We also see that he's the firstborn of the dead. That doesn't mean he was the first one born and raised from the dead. It means that he is the head of the church. He's the church of everyone who was raised from the dead. He sits in a position of authority over them as his head position over the church. And then we see, lastly, that he's the ruler of the kings of the earth. There is a time coming when Jesus' rule over the kings of the earth will be visibly seen, very really and very materially, as he will rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. What we see that follows that is Jesus' disposition and his affection towards the believer. And I'll read it again so we can get it this morning. To him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. Jesus has an affection for the Christians who are in the church. He has a strong affection for them. It's not just thoughts for them. It's an affection for them that led him to action on their behalf. He loved us and released us from our sins by his blood. What we see there is that Jesus hung on a cross and he suffered and he bled and he died. 
He absorbed within himself the Father's wrath against every person who would believe in Jesus himself as their Savior and their Lord. And the benefit of that for the believer is that they've been released from the penalty of their sin. They've been released in a way that they've been set free. They're no longer obligated to compensate for the penalty of their sin. They're released from it. So they're released from sin's penalty. But we also know that the believer is released from sin's power. And that sin no longer has a place of power and authority and dominion over the person who places their trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord. Those are the benefits that are to the person who places their trust in Jesus. And that's what Jesus does for the believer because he loves them. So this morning, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, I encourage you to take these words to heart. Uh, as the bread and the cup are distributed to, them, to you, take the elements and hold them and ponder these truths about Jesus, that he has an affection for you that led him to the cross where he suffered God's wrath against you in your place. And when you've prepared your heart, take the elements on your own. If you are here this morning and you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, first thing I want to let you know is we are very glad that you are here this morning. We're very thankful that you chose to join with us this morning in worship. I want to let you know that communion is a time for believers. It's a time for Christians to remember what Jesus Christ did for them when he hung on their place in the cross. So when the elements come to you, simply pass them by to the person next to you. But I also encourage you to keep reading this letter. Read all of this letter. And in this letter, you'll see not only God's disposition towards the ones who love him, but he, you see God's disposition towards everybody who rejects him, especially when you get to chapter 20. Read the second half of that chapter very, very carefully, and it'll tell you the end of the person who rejects Jesus as their Savior and Lord throughout their life. It doesn't have to end with bad news. You have the opportunity today to come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. I'll be available after the service. Any of the other elders who are here today would be happy to visit with you as well or ask the person in the row next to you, what is it like, what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? But for those of you who are going to take the elements when they've been distributed, take them on your own, and I'll come back and close our time in prayer.